Welcome to Vanguard Garage Gaming. My name's Reese. I'm joined by Monty, and we are your vanguards for Conquest, a, a game from Parabellum. Mate, how's it going? I am very well, my fine feathered friend. How are you? Find yourself today? I'm good. I did just bumble up that intro that I've done like 400 times, but uh, other than, I, I guess it just shows the dust that I've got to wipe off, considering it's been a hot minute since we've uh, we've sat down and recorded something. <laughs> I, I was I thought it was a 50-50 whether we we hit that. Hit the hit the hit the replay button, but you know what? Let's just keep it. Nah, I'm just gonna just keep it. I'm just gonna just gonna 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 show off the fact that it's uh, it's been a hot minute. So I'm more than happy with that, mate, mate, mate. Oh man, so much stuff's been going on, but um. I think the uh, the biggest thing, and that's what this episode is going to be based on, is uh, we're going to talk about the new releases that are coming out for the uh, second half of 2022, because Parabellum wow. have been uh, generous enough to drop the new catalogue, which for us was just yesterday, um, and it shows off a plethora of new things that are coming out. Um, so we're going to go Maybe. through all them. Yeah, it's so much stuff. There's, there's stuff for every faction except for Wadroon, um, but they'll get over it. It's fine. They uh, they just got their uh, hunting pack and their brood of omgrass, so they'll be perfectly fine for a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've got our apex. It's all we really need. Apex and boy. That's exactly it, mate. You need you need nothing more. But um, to 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 quickly put a note on it, the the catalog only covers releases. I think it's October, November. So there's still some sneaky little surprises for the end of the year, um, which will more than likely be spoiled uh, in a happy hour towards the end of the year as well. So keep an eye peeled for that. But otherwise, we're going to go through the new things that are coming out um, in the next few months. Um, before we do that, though, um, I did want to quickly run through a uh, tournament event that I just went to recently, which was at Battlestation Toowoomba. Uh, so huge shout out to Battlestation Toowoomba and the local vanguards there that set up the event. It was a 2,000 point uh, Conquest Last Argument uh, tournament. It was three rounds. Uh, we had eight players, I'm fairly certain, uh, unless I've completely vagued on someone's existence, but that sounds right in my head. Um, but no, it was a really good day. Um, I rocked up late because that's what happens when you drive up a mountain to get to a place. Um, but the the event still ran really smooth. Uh, everyone had a great time from the sounds of it. The um, the Van guys did a great job of having some really cool prizes um, and you know running the event really, really smoothly. So huge shout out to Trevor for that one. And I think Luke was giving him a hand as well. Uh, so well done, guys. That was brilliant. Uh, but I, I went up there with our fellow Vanguard and friend, uh, Ado. Uh, and we both played in the event, so, you know, Brisbane represent up in Toowoomba. Uh, I took my Nords. Um, I ran a fairly, for me, it's a fairly standard list at the moment, which was a Conangir Warlord with a Jarl, and then just Huskarls, Raiders, some Uga, some Bochos, and an Ice Yotnar and a Mountain Yotnar. Nice and simple, right? Um, Pretty. Yeah. Pretty stock yeah. stock standard free the freezing <laughs> boys come to play. Yeah, exactly. And it and it, um it was it it was a list I've played a few times, so I've actually finally gotten the hang of how it works. Uh, so it was really good to put that on the table against, you know, some some different opponents and some different lists and some different armies than I've played against and tested it against. because uh, it was, you know, really refreshing to to try out some some slightly different tweaks I'd done to the list in in or since I'd first put it together. But my first game actually rocked up uh, against Luke uh, and he was playing his Wadroon. Um, his list, and I don't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but it was Queen with Death's Gaze and a bunch of Braves. It was a minimum um, Hunters. It was two Apex Predators, one with a Queen uh, riding it and one without. 
We had a unit of warbred. We had two uh, units of raptors. And I think that was about it. Unless I've forgotten something. Oh, and one of the units of raptors had a mounted predator in it. Um, using the Brood of Omgarar uh, model, which was amazing. So, uh, but we got the, the mission we played was, oh God, what's it called? Desecrate their colors, which is basically, um, kill points. It's just head to head, but you get additional points if you kill a regiment with a character or a regiment with a standard bearer in it. Um, hence the desecrate oh. their colors. So it was a really, it was actually a really interesting twist to, uh, to play on a, just, just a, you know, standard kill points game. Um, but we we had a very close game overall. Uh, I think the final result was like nine to six. Um, and that was with me taking out the win, which was really good. I got a couple of incredibly massive lucky moments off, which was um, the one of the biggest ones was a unit of four Uga walking in and one-shotting an Apex Queen. Um, so that was delicious for me. Uh, probably less so for the Wadroon, to be 100% honest. <laughs> um, How times have you swung and bluffed your lines with those Uga? Oh, mate, the, the, uh, that's what I was saying to everybody on the day. I was like, I've spent two years saying the Uga are the worst thing in my army, and they've finally decided to pick their game up and, and finally do their job. So it was really good to see them do that. Um, I also got really lucky with a back-and-forth combat between... My Jarl uh, with his raiders and a regiment of raptors with the mounted predator. Um, and I was able to to actually win that out just... I think I had like two raiders and my Jarl left when the, the raptors were finally killed off. Uh, but then it was, you know, yeah. cop, a, uh, cop an apex to one side. Uh, and then as as they held on um, to that because of just... I think it was a move and charge from memory or I just got super lucky on evasion rolls. Uh, then I had to copy unit of warbred into my flank. So, <laughs> you know, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other, but the Raiders eventually went down. Um, and then on the other side of the board, it was basically a game of uh, cat and mouse between Raptors and my mountain Yotnar. Uh, he was able to get uh, the charge off, kill the other regiment of Raptors, uh, but then he just died to hunters throwing spears at him for a turn, um, basically. Uh, and then he had two wounds left, and and the apex, the other ape, the second apex just charged him and munched him on impact. So, uh, but then the middle of the board was just held down. My huskars with conning gear got super lucky on a priority roll against the queen and the braves, uh, and I managed to get into them before they could charge me with death's gaze. Uh, and then I just got to roll bunches and bunches of dice. Uh, and I just cleared them out over a few turns, which was really good. Uh, so yeah, it was, a, it was a win for the Nords, but it was still a very close game, which was good. Uh, so huge shout out to Luke for that one because it was a, it was a lot of fun, especially having not played for for you know, a couple of weeks. It was really refreshing to have a, a whole new you know um, list and a whole new game to play against someone. So it's a huge shout out to that. Um, second game, I played a uh, young man by the name of Ben, and he had his Spires army, which looked absolutely amazing. Uh, it's one of the greatest Spies armies I've ever seen painted. It was painted in a very uh, Games Workshop Nurgle color scheme, like that bruised flesh and the, the greens and the yellows uh, as the accent colors, and it looked phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, his list, uh, I'm probably not going to remember all of it incredibly accurately, but it was a uh, high clone executor in some marksman clones. Uh, he was kitted out with like the, the, I think it was like the marksmanship and the barring parasites and things like that uh, to make him mm. the shooty high clone. 
Uh, it was a couple of, um, I think it was four stand regiments of force grown drones. It's just like some screening and stuff. Um, one of them also had a biomancer in it. Uh, and then we had a, a minimum unit of high, uh, sorry, Vanguard clones. We had a couple of regiments of brute drones. Uh, one of them had the avatar projection ferromancer in it. Uh, which was a super cool way to see someone play a Ferromancer because it actually did a really good job. You know, uh, you can Ferromantic Gland Burst the um, the Brute Drones and they get plus one March. So now all of a sudden they're super quick. Um, and then, you know, I think you can get a little bit of healing out of um, one of his uh, Ferromancies or one of his other abilities as well. So that was um, a really cool little combo to see. And then there was, there was an Abomination and then there was some, uh, there was a Lineage Highborn in some Avatara and there was some Centaur Avatara. Um, and we got Maelstrom, which was good. Uh, bear in mind, Ben as well was a fairly new player. Uh, he'd only played a handful of games, if anything. Um, but it was really good to see him like with a fully painted army and then, you know, playing a 2K tournament, which was fantastic. So it's, it's always good to see like new people get in and do stuff like that. Uh, and he played Did a really, he played a really good game too, like a really good game. Um, I don't remember the final score off the top of my head. Um, I know that I did take the win on that one as well. Um, but and I and I remember it being fairly close overall as well. I think it was something like twelve to ten or something like that at the end of the game. So another really really close game. Um, I got super lucky again with just my Uga being absolute champions and they just charged in one shot a regiment of force groans to then get priority and one shot a regiment of brute drones and then they I think they crumpled to the centaur avatara uh, and the normal avatara from memory like they, they sort of got pincered by the both of those um, but yeah like the, the, again the Uga just coming in proving me wrong for, for a day seems to be the theme of this event um, and then I managed to get the Ice Yacht Nada to just sit on one of the, uh, the side Maelstrom objectives and just so um, he couldn't get anything onto the objective. Uh, so the Ice Yacht Nada sort of sat there and blanked off one zone so I could just keep scoring two points a turn while it was on the uh, outer rim. But um, a really, really good game. <laughs> I can just imagine you like getting that win, ripping your shirt off, running around, <laughs> hooting and hooting and... and, and Making a cacophony and then realizing, wait a second, hold on, put my hat on and go back and say, yo, good game, good game. <laughs> no, they, they threatened to throw me out when I did it the first time. So I had to, I had to calm myself down in the second game. Um. <laughs> so what you're telling me is you're two from two at this point. You're I flying know, right? it's, it's, too it's, close to the... And, and it's like, you know me, mate, we've played each other, you know, hundreds of times and I, I don't have a very good track record with wins in Conquest. Um, uh, the the running joke is that it's 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 good that I really really love the game. Otherwise, it's uh anybody who had my stroke of luck with it would probably be pretty demoralized. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was it was it was going well. Uh, and then I unfortunately got matched up with our dear friend Ado in the final round. Um, and I had to verse the uh, the hundred kingdoms he had brought to uh to 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 Battle Station Toowoomba. And the list was, and I'm I'm sure he'll prove me wrong. Um, after this episode's recorded. But it was a dynastic alliance between a chapter mage and a noble lord on horse. Uh, the noble lord was in like seven household knights from memory. Um, he had the armor of dominion that that came up in the game, which is why I remember it existing. Um, and yeah. then the there was a tawny champ standard bearer, and the, the, the horses were kitted out. Uh, and then it was just there was a unit of hunter cadre with an imperial officer. 
There was a, um, and I'm pretty sure they had fire in advance. And then there was another Imperial officer with uh, mercenary crossbows that also had fire in advance. And then there was a unit of longbows. It was five longbows with a chapter mage and she was a water chapter mage. So she was the Healy McHealer. Uh, and then mm. we had a couple of regiments of militia bowmen and a regiment of men-at-arms. And I'm pretty sure that was the list. Um, uh, we got... Uh, the mission was Breakthrough, uh, which is the one where there's four objectives, one in each quarter, basically. Uh, and you have to be holding uh, two or more to score any points. Uh, I got super unlucky on reinforcement rolls. Uh, I didn't get any for a list that's mostly mediums, to be honest. I didn't get any mediums until like turn four. Um, and so I just, I'd fallen two points behind at that level. Uh, and then for the rest of the game, it was basically just trying to play a game of catch up. And I just couldn't get enough points back in it. Um, but the, uh, the, 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 the shining moment of the entire game was a regiment of Huskarls that got absolutely obliterated by the Longbows. I think a couple of peppering shots from the Hunter Cadre, and I think a couple of shots from some, like, militia and things. Um, and I ended up uh, having two Huskarls with my conning gear. Not two stands, just two Huskarls with my conning Dude. gear kill five stands of uh, Longbowmen on the charge. They got them. They got them. Yep. It was it was it was a, an absolutely fantastic moment because of a terrifying one on the charge with um, the conning gear as the warlord, uh, and then I had fury and flurry because my dudes had been chopped up, and then my conning gear was running Vinda the dancer with bear aspect, so I just got to roll all of the dice. Um, yeah. No cleave, but when you're dealing with like I think longbows are like defense one with maybe evasion one at best and then resolve bad. Um, it, uh, it worked to my favor. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no, but, uh, but Ado some. won that one. Ado, Ado took out that game. He beat me. He, I'm sure he cheated somewhere. I'll figure it out one day. Um, and, and that, and that was the event. Um, but the, the, uh, the final results was Ado took out first place with his hundred kingdoms. Uh, we had a Dweg home player, Larry, who's a local for Toowoomba take out second place. And then I managed, to, I managed to score third place with my Nords. So uh, I was I was pretty happy with that, having not played for a bit and also realistically never really won a game. Larry's <laughs> the real the real champion here. Coming second place with Nords, fantastic. Oh, sorry, with Dwegum, fantastic ever. Yep, that's exactly it. But no, it was a really good day. So huge shout out to Battlestation. Huge shout out to the Vanguards up there. Huge shout out to the crew up there because the the the... The banter during the games was really good. Uh, everyone was getting along. Everybody was having a blast. Um, there was, you know, always the the back and forth. You know, you know that that's absolutely ridiculous and all sorts that was coming through. So it was really good to sort of see all that um that sort of attitude come through from the community. But uh, definitely would play there again. They did a really good job. But uh, it was uh, so huge shout out to those guys. Yeah, whenever I play with those two other boys, they have never failed to disappoint. Lads. <laughs> uh, Nah, brilliant. But um, yeah, that mate. was that was basically what I wanted to run through quickly there. Now, mate, we're going to talk about new releases. I know. Look, take a take a, a, a sip of water, take a victory sip for your third place uh, victory. <laughs> we will talk some very tasty teasers, some delicious deliveries. Uh, well, do I have another one? Um, hold on. What's another word for... Uh, Some exciting releases? expansions. 
some exciting expansions, <laughs> some relish releases. Uh, what else we got? I'm sure we could go all night if we thought about it long enough, mate, but who knows if we'd still have people listening at the end of it. <laughs> right, yeah, we, at this point, we either need to look at the software and just say, at what point do people just say, you idiots? <laughs> when, when, did people, right. when did people hang up? Um, that is it. But no, mate, there's a, there's a fair chunky list. There hasn't been... It's been a little bit quiet on the, on the release front. Um, for a bit of time since the since the old Dominion has settled and you know they've settled in and they've, they've, they've made themselves at home and mm. and now we're sort of looking at you know the next horizon, aren't we? Mm. Where we're looking at the next little phase of the game now that the six factions are nice and and truly established. So, mate, why don't we? I'll get you to sort of tell us what's coming. Yeah, for sure. And then we'll go just like we have before. We'll go brilliant. Let's have a quick run through. What is this regiment? We'll have a quick look at its stats. We'll have a quick look at what they what they do. Hopefully, give people who are waiting a bit of excitement, wet their whistle as to as to what they can expect this regiment will bring to their game. Hundred percent. And I think um, what we'll do as well is we'll run through in order. Um, so let's start with the Dwegholm. They're getting the Wardens and the Initiates as a dual kit. Um, so you'll be able to build your initiates with your, your shields and spears, or you'll be able to build your wardens with your double choppy axes. Uh, and they're, they're coming out, uh, they're currently slated for an August release, uh, so August 2022, uh, and that'll be a dual kit. Uh, and it's also, the, the Dwegom have had a pretty good release schedule so far this year, so it's good to see them get a little bit more. A little bit of love. Look, a lot of love for the stumpy ones. Mate, those initiates look... So good. Mate, I love that it's like one rank of dudes with shields and that's all they're doing. They're holding a shield. And then you got one rank of dudes with spears just stabbing through the pokey holes. It's it's such a cool model idea. And I think in a game of like rank and file dudes, it's perfect. The first thing I thought of uh, was it's 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 a bit similar. Um, in, in a fantastic way to uh, a, a Lord of the Rings miniature, a very very old Lord of the Rings miniature from the Moria range. They're um, they're like a, a I think they're called a Vault Warden team. I don't know. We've been copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're they're called dudes with shields, and they're similar concept. You know, one dude with this, you know a, a shield as thick as you know a house door, uh, a dude behind with a plucky big foe spear, and and, and just give me those sort of vibes. And mm. but. That is like this massive, expensive little one one unit block. This is like twelve of the damn dudes. Yep, it's Just, so cool. No, you're not coming through here. And it's funny when you um, look at when you look at the Dweg home and realize that in you know the world of conquest they're human sized. They're not like short, stumpy people. And then you look at the size of these shields that the initiates are holding. It's basically a car door, uh, if not if not a whole car that they're just holding on top of themselves. It's practically the first floor of an apartment building. It's massive. Humongous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I don't so know freaking cool. On the base. Um, but I, ho- I hope they, they, they don't sort of, you know, it's like, I hope there's some kind of mild stagger so that <laughs> they're not all just like competing for the same millimeter of room. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure they'll be fine overall, mate. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, but like, oh. yeah, the, the 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 cool thing with the initiates and the wardens is it finally gives your ardent Karawa some more stuff for his warband. 
Oh, and, and look, the Arden Kerala, I think he he was a very early release. He came out strong, and then he's just... Would you say stagnated was the right word? Uh, I don't know if stagnated is the right word. I think he just got... Because like, realistically, everything else is released for the, the Dweg since, like, the Arden. Because the Arden was one of the Wave 1 things for Dweg. And it's like, every all he had at the start was, you know, you hold Ballista, you hold Warriors, but everybody has those. And then he had Flame Berserkers, and then that was it. Like, he didn't have anything else that was sort of unique to him. It was just just the Flame Berserkers. But now, he actually has access to the Initiates and the Wardens, which are the rest of his mainstay options. So, instead of just having to run, you know, uh, hold Warriors or hold Ballista to unlock your Flame Berserkers... Um, and the the final thing I think on his list is the Stone Sentinels. Yes, the only thing he's missing now is Stone Sentinels, um, and they're still coming. But now you can actually run Initiates to unlock Flame Berserkers, or Wardens to unlock Flame Berserkers. So you don't just have to run your, you know, bog-basic standard infantry anymore. You can actually personalize his Warband a bit. And it's exactly what he was needing. Like, he needed some personality. The Ardent, I think, I think stagnated was too strong a word, but it was left behind a mm. little. Like, everything else, new toys. Ardent's like, well, I got my Slayers. Yep. Uh, not my Flame Berserkers, but they, that, that was all I had. So, yeah, no, I think this is a brilliant, a brilliant addition. It'll certainly breathe new life into him. Yeah. Um, the Wardens, I mean, the Initiates look really cool. I think. The Wardens themselves, on paper, look like they're going to have a really great impact. Mm. Um, but I, I have a sneaky suspicion the Initiates are going to have a bigger, a bigger play in the overall scheme. For the well, I think the, the good thing with the Initiates is they're an upgraded Hold Warrior chassis for the Karawa. So... Yeah. To, to quickly run through, uh, anybody who doesn't know, the the Initiates, um, they're just move 5, volley 1, but they're clash 2, 1 attack, 1 wound, but then they're resolve 3, defense 3, and then they have shield and support 1, as well as devout, uh, and they're 135 points. So for 15 points on top of a hold warrior regiment, you get plus 1 resolve, plus 1 defense, support... But you lose tenacious and gain devout, and that's the trade-off. Yeah. Um, that's and the, the, tra- the only other difference with the uh, initiates is they can't run like your heralds. But for fifteen points, you can give them a priest, and they become fearless. Which means, you know, if you've got a mate who's only playing old dominion, and that terrifying one from animate vessel gets really annoying, pay one hundred and fifty points for a minimum unit of initiates. They don't care. They resolve three. Um. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good upgrade, to be honest. I know, I know that Tenacious comes in clutch, um, and the whole warrior is just—it's oh. going to be hard to to not see the whole warrior is just synonymous with the faction. They're just that they are the faction to me. But and they're like the, initially- the, the most the most perfect infantry regiment. Uh, to be one hundred percent honest, like Tenacious Shield, one hundred and twenty points. You know, perfectly based stat line, so good. Keep it cheerful. But look, the initiates, I mean, I, I don't think 135 points. You know, I think we might be looking at that in the long run thinking, is that enough? Um, <laughs> because, like, if you're running, like, a, a six-stand block of these blokes, uh, obviously without a, without a standard bearer, it's only 270 points, and you're getting support ones, so you're getting heaps of heaps of dice through. They're natively defense four from the front without any sort of buffs. 
they, I mean, they, they, they're really, really strong, I think, uh, yeah. to sort of stand on a central point and not go anywhere. Yeah. And then, um, it'll, and then and it'll be really good if you uh, seek new escort or hold Ray into them and they become Resolve 5. Uh, and oh, then, then they're Resolve 5, Defense 4 from the front. <laughs> and Ray's just like, oh, oh, shield boys. All right, let's go. Yep. And, and that's, that's the last time I'm trying a, a, a non-Scottish accent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, I think initiates are going to are going to be amazing. I can't wait to, to, to see how they roll yep. for this faction. I, I really want them to breathe. I mean, to say breathe new life into the defensive nature is a bit of an oxymoron because they've got such a defensive nature already. You know, they've already got those whole things. They've got their warriors with Herald of Stone that just go nowhere. But... I think these guys are an easy way of maybe flexing some extra defense yep. on a flank when before you maybe only had room for maybe one really defensive block. Say, for instance, you're not taking a, uh, a sorcerer. Hmm. So you're not having, uh, say, Roots of Stone access. By You can only take one Herald of Stone. Now, these guys can't take it, but they almost get Herald of Stone for free. Yeah, they're basically, you know, they're basically inbuilt because they're defense four from the front. Exactly. So these guys can sort of be your anchor on a flank, whereby previously you probably didn't have that. Yeah, um, and they're and also love, one of love... they're also one of the very few regiments, if on, if the only regiment in Dweg with support. So um, getting that extra yeah. getting that extra attack from the uh, the back is really good. I sort of I look at that and I think it's one of those rare rare times that I mean you could run. You could run blocks of these boys backed up by, by a tempered steel shaper to give you plus one clash, and that could bring home the bacon because mm. you're naturally defensive and then you get, the, you get the, the buff to damage from the steel shaper and suddenly that support means something. I've just seen these guys being terrific three-stand heroes, yeah. terrific th- minimum, minimum legends. They're, they're like the ultimate, the ultimate objective cap because they're they're yeah. super tough on their own. They don't need anything additional, like in all honesty. And they can just like I mean, the only thing I would do is is like if you wanted to make them super super blocky, is you just buy that priest for them, hundred and fifty points on an objective, call it a day, walk away, walk away, and and your opponent won't, be. Um, or at least they. I mean, they might be dying, but they they won't be killing. And then the, the, the flip side for the box, the Wardens. Mate, these guys are spicy. They're exciting. They sort of do what the Flame Berserkers do, but in a different way and a bit, sort of a bit better, sort of not a bit better, but just, just, just a different flavour, which is always a healthy thing. They're basically Flame Berserkers meet Hold Thanes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And they they I think I think they're they they're just cash money. So look, I'll run through them. So for hundred and eighty points, so they are they are getting into the premium infantry uh, sort of price tag. So you expect you're expecting a, a premium stat line here. Hmm. You've got a movement of five, a volley of one, clash of three, one attack, one wound, resolve of four, defense of four, and evasion of zero. You've got Cleave 1, Devout, Fearless, and Flurry as the special rules. So your, your standard bearer is 15 points. You've got a free leader, and you can take a 
Nemanza Apprentice. Yeah, the Nemanza Apprentice. Bear in mind, you can only take the Nemanza Apprentice if you've got a whole ray in your army, and then you can only take one of them. Um, the Nemanza as well for the Wardens isn't super useful because its main sort of purpose is to give you Fearless. Um, it does give you plus one Resolve as well, so you could be, you know, Fearless with Resolve 5, um, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, the, the Nemanza... I find is more of an upgrade you chuck in like hold warriors because that makes them resolve three with fearless to start with. So, hmm. so these guys are really interesting. So they're, I guess, I guess the natural comparison has to be the flame berserkers as we sort of put out before, hmm. because on when you look at them, you go well, what are they supposed to do? They're they're just a real premium grind house. They have defensive three, which is pretty standard. Um, I think for Dwegs overall, for this price, it's probably a bit on the low side, you'd have to say. Um, but Resolve 4 is pretty good. Um, Resolve 5 with any sort of um, unit size buff. And then they've got that Fearless 2, so they're not really caring if you run a um, like a run an Apex into them or if you run something with Terrifying 1, that sort of thing. So Yeah, Terrifying, terrifying 1, they couldn't care less. Terrifying 2, they drop a little bit, but they're still really good statted against that. Oh, they're, they're, they're protected a little bit anyway. Mm. And the main thing you're taking this for is the Cleave 1 and Flurry combination, aren't you? 100%. Because 100%. Pause with, with Flurry and Cleave 1, I mean, we all know how reliable Flame Berserkers are doing the exact same dice math, so they're, they're hitting the exact same amount of times as Flame Berserkers, but this time they've got that cleave one as opposed to no cleave. Yep, exactly. And so you're basically trading Aura of Death for cleave one, which in all honesty, I'd make that trade. I'd make that trade. And you're also trading a medium. So that's the difference. So the, the, obviously the, the, the Zerkers get out quick and cheerful mm. And they're zooming up the board like nobody's business because they're lights and they're in the, they're in the, your face quick. Now that can sometimes be to their detriment because sometimes they'll just cop the early fire yeah. and whittle them down, and then they they don't really do anything because they they just they just get obliterated. Mm. Um, so sometimes and plus they they can't score. I know they can contest, but they can't score. So sometimes you you may want your sort of 170, 180 point elite infantry blocks to be medium. You want them to be scoring. Yeah, uh, exactly. And certainly the cleave one, they'll cut through more than the Zerk as well. Yeah, and and they've got that, like you said, it's like the clash four with flurry and cleave is really, really good because, you know, your opponent might only be throwing a minimum regiment of men at arms or Pascals or something onto an objective and they're probably not overly designed to withstand like a scoring regiment that's as sort of top heavy powered as wardens are. Um, you're, I mean, sure, you're paying the extra premium for the wardens, but I mean, realistically, over the regiment, like the Huskals, you're paying an extra 30 points and your stats are really, really good compared to Huskals. Like you, you get the you get the cleave, which Huskals don't get. You get the flurry, which Huskals don't get until they're nearly dead. You get the fearless, you get, you know, the better resolve. Um, and then, yeah, so, you, and against men-at-arms, sure, you're, you're nearly double their points, but you'll also completely pull apart a minimum regiment men-at-arms. They will not have a good day. <laughs> and it's also really worth talking about with the current um, Ardent Creed bonus of getting Fury army-wide. Mm -hmm. These guys, Fury like an absolute champion. Yep, 
My goal. Yeah. And and it also makes them faster as well. So it's like you're just getting all of the bonuses to this regiment and you're not paying a ridiculous premium for for a regiment of wardens at all. The regiment of wardens with Fury, just three of them, is doing, what, 16 dice? Yeah, it's 16 dice. Um, hitting on fours, re-rolling misses, mm-hmm. all at sleeve one. Mate, that is that is butchering whatever it's hitting. Yep. Uh, and the only thing that's not butchering is just an incredibly lucky dice roll <laughs> or uh, an incredibly high defensive wall. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah, you're, you're basically versing off against a defensive skew if you're struggling with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I can't wait. I think it'll be great. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the interplay between them and Hold Thanes mm-hmm. uh, because that's their main competition now, isn't it? Like they're both the same price, they're the same, you know, they're the same class. The medium infantry, obviously, the Wardens being being the Karawas babies, the Thanes being the Hold Rays babies. Yep. Um, that's a terrifying image, you know, of these guys coming out <laughs> saying hello, um, mommy. But it's going to be interesting. Yeah, 100%. No, it's really good. Uh, also slated for August release, we have the Profane Reliquary, which is a, a unit upgrade for the Old Dominion. Um, this one is, from memory, uh, you're, I've just got to quickly check because the name did change when we are uh, in between testing and I want to make sure I've got the right one. Profane Reliquary. Uh, cool, yeah. So it is the one that gives you Aura of Death plus one. Um... So if you slap it on a regiment of legion, so it can go on legionnaires and it can go on Praetorian Guard, it gives them Aura of Death plus one. So it means your dudes that you're always running in a list, basically, will have Aura of Death one. You can then stack it with, you know, spells, relics, and all sorts, and buff that that number all the way up to most of it will cap at five with uh, all of the interactions. But it's just, yeah, it's an awesome little unit upgrade, gives Aura of Death out, which is just super helpful. I think it's be great, and it's a great model too. That isn't yeah. it the the, the um it's the, the it's the dude holding like the really big the yeah. really big banner with like the shard of rock uh, shoved in the banner top. Yeah, right. Amazing. Yeah, no, really just cool. a super cool banner man. Uh, and then so for September, mate, we've got the spires and their bound clones. Now this is when it gets spicy. <laughs> I know you've uh, you've been awaiting the bound clones for a while, mate. How about you give us a quick run through on them? Look, the bound clones are are delicious. They're a wonderful option. I think we went through them in a fair bit of depth. I, f- I feel like I've spoken about them relatively recently, but I'll look. I'll, I'll, I'll come to the end. I mean, we did do a spies faction focus. Um, I mean, in terms of episodes, not that long ago, but in terms of time, I don't I don't even know what year it is anymore. So. Um, a while. <laughs> I'll run through it. Essentially, uh, look, the Bound Clones is a medium infantry um, type available to Spires. They're 120 points base, uh, movement of five, volley of one, clash of two, one attacks, one wounds, resolve of two, defense of two, evasion of one. The, the shield and the support one special rules. And they can take... Uh, the Ward Perceptor, which is Bastion for 30 points. The Catabolic Node, which is the blow-up Battle of Death uh, for 20 points. And then the Assault Perceptor, which is Fury 1 for 15 points. 15 points ain't bad, actually. 15 points is real cheap for Fury. Yeah, real cheap for Assault Perceptor. Yeah, and that's a great model, too. Maybe pick up that list. Anyway, um, mate, 
120 points. They're cheap as chips. They're, they're not as cheap as Force Grown Drones, but I think because Force Grown Drones went up that little bit, mm. 120 points, not too bad. And, and as I think I said when we were doing the faction focus, the, the key reason bound clones will be massive for the Spire is it gives a medium mainstay for the Biomancer. 100%. Which is huge. So the Biomancer is a healing dervish of awesomeness. He wants to be in the thick of it. If not slightly removed, you know, in the thick, maybe back an inch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe just a smidge back from the thick, but mainly <laughs> in the thick. Um, and, and sometimes, even when you're bringing an entire wall of force-grown drones, sometimes that's just not enough. Enter the star of the show, the Bound Clones. So these guys, being medium, will score, which is Huge for a healing biomancer that basically heals them like nine a turn. I'm pretty sure you can get it pretty reliably, which is uh, disgusting. Yeah, it's something. It's something like it's like minimum of six a turn, um, and that that's well, like it, that's why like without even thinking about it. <laughs> you can do his uh, mend flesh with his heal two wounds to that regiment, yeah. and plus one for flesh the. Carver. Flash Carver, so that's three, and then you can do it twice, so that's minimum six without casting any spells whatsoever. Yeah, without without even and, looking at your biomancies, you can heal six. And he can then cast twice. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's healing cash money. So, basically, what they didn't have before, the Spires, was they didn't have that medium uh, bodyguard for the biomancer that could take a bit more of a hit, but also score and then be a bit more of a higher value target for that mm. focused healing. Whereas now the bound clones are all of that and more. They do more damage. They do, they, they take more damage. I think these guys are going to be a surprised um, pick for really good option for like unstable enhancement because then they're essentially hitting on fours, re-rolling sixes, moving nine inches doing crazy things. They're, they're, they're going to be bad, bad clients. Bad, bad clients. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're the Spire's answer to men-at-arms, finally. Oh, and they're, they're just, they just do what it says on the tin. And I think that they can be buffed. They can they can stand on their own. They've, above all else, they've got that cheeky evasion of one, which for their points cost, probably have no right to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I think they're great. And they, they, I really see the, the only negative of bound clones is I can see people with hundreds and hundreds of force grown drones get very sad when they realize that their bound clones are just that much better yep. than the swaths of infantry they've already painted. Yeah, no, exactly. They're, and the, yeah. the, these new models look insanely amazing. Um, so I can imagine the sadness of people that have painted like 70 stands of force-grown drones and now they might have to look at replacing them with found clones. Because yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, for the extra handful of points, you, you get a lot. You get the upgraded stat line, you get the medium so they're scoring and they can take the preceptors, which are great. Yeah, I, I cannot, I cannot um, emphasize enough how excited I think this will, this will revolutionize the play. I think that's great. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, hey, what's next? 
Mate, their dual kit is for the Onslaught drones as well. Uh, so they are a medium infantry as well, which was, uh, again, it's just great for spies to have something other than sort of brute drones and Avatara for their... Or, oh, and I guess their Vanguard clones as well for, you know, you just get options, basically. Um, but the, yeah. on, the Onslaught drones, um, they share a similar stat line with the Bound clones. Uh, they're move 5, volley 1, clash 2, 1 attack, 1 wound. Resolve 2, defense 2, evasion 0. But they do have Flurry, and they do come with Burnout um, as a draw mm. event, meaning that they can get that uh, extra speed. Um, so yeah, they can get plus one Clash, plus two March, but they do cop to K3. Um, but yep. oh, oh well, what a shame. It's not like playing the healing army. Um, and then they can also take a Catabolic Node to you know pop some heads for, for 20 points. So these, again, they're just a really good medium infantry regiment that the spies will have access to. And I think from memory, they actually open up the Ferromancer's warband a bit. Yeah, so Onslaught drones yeah. are his mainstay. So now instead of just having to run force-grown drones for a Ferromancer, you can actually run Onslaught drones now. This was the kit that Spire needed like six, six to 12 months ago. This, was a, <laughs> this, is, a, this is a massive kit for the Spires, made no mistake. The... The ability to, and, and, and you know, there's nothing wrong with force grown drones, and you know how much of a fan I am of those um, those lads. They are amazing. Mm. But the ability to flex into mediums when you want to and not have to do weird army shenanigans and weird seeking escorts and, 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 and things that put you at a disadvantage from the off is, mm. just, is just choices. And, and choices equals good time. Yeah. For um, sure. And for Fairmancer, look, I'm, I'm less excited about these Onslaught drones purely because um, they're sort of coming into that for... Okay, so what they're trying to do, right? They're, they're, they're essentially, they're, they're damaged drones, yeah? So they, they're coming in, they're hitting on threes, re-rolling, which is good. They're going to do some damage. Uh, they've got burnout, so they can sort of supercharge themselves and get in and be a nuisance. They've got the catabolic node, so they can explode. Um, what... These guys will fall into the trouble of is being compared to Vanguard clones for 45 points. Yeah. Because the Vanguard clones do exactly what these guys do, but far better than 45 points worth. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it, it's literally going to come down to do you want to run a Ferromancer or do you want to run a High Clan Executor? Exactly. I couldn't say it better myself. It, it's just going to get, and that's what it is. It's all about options. It's, it's, do you take things like these guys would be amazing for a, um, you know, we talked about the Biomancer's um, uh, supremacy where you get like that one turn of supercharged mayhem. Mm -hmm. how, how amazing would it be? And because these guys are mainstay, unless I miss my mark. That onslaught's a no? mainstay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could literally have like two pharaohs and like, Eight onslaught drones. Yep. And then still have plenty of room for a biomancer and maybe even a couple of abominations because we know how many we can fit in the list. Yep. Um, and you could have this MSU spam wave of horror that yep. just sweeps across the board. And for one turn, you blow half your army up, but you blow hopefully more than half of theirs yep. and onslaught drone is there to look pretty and be taken off the table 
Yep, exactly. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly it. It's like, like you said just before, and it's the, the perfect way to look at it. It finally gives you choices. You don't just have to run force-grown drones or Vanguard clones anymore. You've got two whole new options to build a list from. Yeah, and that's because that, that's all the choices you had before. So this is this is really refreshing. I can't wait to see the interplay that Onslaught drones have. I'm I'm reserved about their overall impact purely because I'm just looking at them and thinking I kind of would just take Vanguard clones over them. But <laughs> on the side, um, I could be missing something. I could very well be missing the importance of burnout in their arrangement. Uh, I could be missing the importance of their stat line plus a catabolic node into the mix. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, I think yeah, it's just, just going to come down to personal choice, I think, for the most part, which is, um, which I, is good. I, I'm optimistically reserved. I will reserve my points. And please do, if you're if you're following us on any platform, let us know in the comments what you think of the Onslaught drones. Because I will be my mind will be swayed based on the comments. I am that fickle. No, that's and I can understand that logic too, and I can get behind it. Yeah, like if um if you've got some <laughs> some some combos that we we just aren't seeing, please let us know. Um and the oh. other the other release for September, just quickly, is the Dark Cenotaph command upgrade for the Old Dominion. Uh, this is the once per army uh, a regiment gets the Dread special rule, meaning you don't get to inspire when you're touching it. And to be fair, if I saw a skeleton dude dragging a sarcophagus around, I'd probably be pretty scared too. The model I saw, I remember I see that model. I thought that was the first one we talked about. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> nah, that's, oh, that's yeah. the, the, the Cenotaph. Yeah, slightly different, but... um. Yeah, it's such such a cool kit. Um, I'm super keen to see them sitting in units of units of dudes because the Sanitaf can be taken by uh, all of the Legion infantry, so Thanity, Varangian Guard, Praetorians, and Legionnaires. Um, so it's, it'll be really cool to see. Uh, and then, so that's that's all that's marked down for September at the moment. Uh, after that, we do have October, which is the month of Nord. Uh, we get to see the re-release of the Bow Chosen, uh, finally released in glorious plastic for everybody to uh, to get their hands on uh, if they missed out on the resin kit. Amazing! Look, we won't go through the Bow Chosen. I think we already we've already waxed lyrical <laughs> oh, uh, about any any anything, anytime we talk about Nords. I'm pretty sure Bow Chosen come up. So yeah, we're uh, I think we're pretty set there. Um, basically, a really good Bowman for, as a TLDR. But please, if you if you're not sure. Check out their stat line and have a listen to any of our Nords episodes, and I'm pretty sure they get mentioned at least once. Um, but the big, the big thing in October uh, is the Nords Valkyries and the Volva. So this is where it is at. This is the Spear Maidens. This is the freaking awesome models that Parabellum have released to show off Valkyries. I was always keen for them, and having seen them now, they've met and exceeded my expectations. I'm not disappointed one little bit. They are, <laughs> they are the definition of spice, and they oh. have got to be so. They've got to bring the pain, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Exactly, uh, and then the, the, it'll be really good for the Volva as well to to come out too, which obviously makes sense because without the Volva, you can't run Valkyries. Um, and the the Volva basically gives us access to all the Nords characters now. Uh, the only one missing is, I believe, the White Waste Shaman. So I'm sure we'll see him and his tribesmen at some point in some capacity. Um, but the Volva, I know that people have spoken about her before. She's the um, kind of equivalent of the, the the chapter mage for the Hundred Kingdoms. She gets the heal spell. 
Um, her supremacy is phenomenal. It gives you plus one evasion to a maximum of two. And she's just a really cool character by herself. Uh, but Valkyries is where this, this like, the Volva's just there to unlock Valkyries. Like, Volva's cool, but Valkyries is where it's at. <laughs> Mate, Valkyries is what you came to listen to uh, when you read the description of this episode. That's all I'm going to say. 100%. I'm just pulling up our, um, where the photos are, because I want to remind myself of this Volva sculpt. Here we go. I've got it. Excellent. Now, my number one comment, mm-hmm. the sculpt was amazing. <laughs> I, I was number- actually really, because I hadn't seen the, the Volva at all in any way, shape or form prior to that catalogue picture. And I was very like impressed with sort of how simple it is, but how like it sort of personifies like a leader of Valkyries, which I was re- I really liked because I wasn't sure where they were going to go with it. And um, kudos to the, the modeler because I, I really like the model. It's so it's so elegant. It's minimalistic. There's there's less is more. You know, there's not much going on. There's bells and whistles. Uh, the the main focus for me is this massive spear. Yep. <laughs> and then sadness when I look at her wall scroll and she doesn't have any cleave. Um, which <laughs> if you got to put a spear like this on, it's like two thirds of the model. She needs cleave. Um, just quietly, but anyway. <laughs> Um, that's the only. That's only. That's my only hot take. Um, give give a gal some cleave, Parabellum. Give a gal some cleave. But no, she looks amazing. I I'm so pumped for this one. Oh. But no, and look, the Volva in her in and of herself, I think she, we're probably downplaying her importance. She brings something that the Nords haven't had, and I know they've had the Shaman, but we're not counting him. So we always. <laughs> Yeah, you, guess, you, you finally get some spell casting. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. But, but, but we had spell casting. No, you didn't. Back on the show. You, you, had, you had the shaman, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, mate, I think we'll probably do the Volva in her own episode to really run through the spells and their glory and, and spend the amount of time that she deserves. Yeah, there's a lot of little tricks you can do with her as well with some upgrades too. So yeah, we'll definitely have to do that because there's some really nifty things you can do to use her in different ways. Um, and I do yeah. want to talk those through a bit more. But mate, let's let's yeah. hit the, the reason people are here, which is the Valkyries. Um, these gals are phenomenal. They're your medium infantry. They're 150 points. March 5, Volley 1, Clash 3, 1 Attack, 1 Wound, Resolve 3, Defense 2, but they have a Shield and they have Evasion 0. Obviously, if you're under Evolver, they're Evasion 1. Beautiful. Uh, they have uh, Shield Special, like I just mentioned. They have Support 1, because, you know, they have Spears. Uh, and then they've got Devout, and they have Blessed, um, meaning that they can reroll their hits or saves with um, Blessed. And then Devout mm-hmm. means that if a Evolver happens to be throwing spells at them, they love it even more. Uh, and then they can just take a Standard Bearer and a Leader. Just turns a fail to a success, doesn't it? Yep. Exactly, yeah. Treat one fail spellcasting roll as a success, as long as it's come from a priest. Perfect. And I still think the spellcasting needs to be like prayer casting, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think these guys, my God. I mean, for 150 points, naturally you're going to say, right, what's their role in this army? Because the, the Nords have a pretty good fleshed-out army list, don't they? They've got a lot of options now. Mm, they really they really do and the options are all these guys are your equivalent of huskarls just run in a different way 
So if you're running Huskarls before, you know, you're basically going um, like Scald, Fane, um, and then running them in a brick with like a Yarl or a Conning Gear. This is just if you want to run the army in a different way. Like you could run a, uh, a Volva with Supremacy as your Warlord so that everything gets Evasion 1. And then you can unlock, you know, your Raiders are suddenly Evasion 2. You've got your Valkyries that are fulfilling the position your Huskarls were giving, which was, you know, that defensive brick. Um, sure, mm. the Huskarls are tougher in, in one or in two ways. They've got a higher resolve when you run things like the Scald, and they have a higher defense because of Bastion from the Thane. But the Valkyries, they have access to Blessed, meaning that they can re-roll their... Um, uh, their defense rolls, which in my mind is slightly better than if you were just had Bastion. Uh, they have shield already, so that's the same. You can um, give them plus one resolve with one of the Volvers' spells, meaning that they're now matching. So basically, with a Volver and Valkyries, there is a way to make them exactly the same as Huskarls. It's sort of the short end of what I was just explaining. Um, but yeah, it's just Huskarls is a different flavor. <laughs> Interject. The 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 Volver also has a sneaky little fifteen point upgrade uh, called, and I quote, "Rune of Shielding." Yep. Uh, exactly. For fifteen points, you give this character gains the Bastion draw event while leading a regiment of Valkyries. So, uh, when you are comparing them to Huskarls, that's a very apt comparison. Mm -hmm. And Valkyries leave Huskarls um, in their dust. <laughs> I. Um, now that's that's not a statement I say lightly because you know how highly I rate Huskars. Oh man, Huskars are fantastic, and yeah, Valkyries are better just because of the sort of inherent bonuses they get from Blessed. To be hundred percent honest, um, the, yeah, <laughs> I don't think people people probably won't appreciate defense four from the front re-rolling. Until they face defense four from the front re rolling. Hunter <laughs> so, Oh, that's that shit. <laughs> that's that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And the fact that they're only 150 points base, yep. you can you can split these girls any which way you want. You can run the minimum. They're so effective as a minimum force. Mm -hmm. Freeze re rolling of 150 points sitting on an objective is obscene value. Yeah. Um, no, they're perfect. Because they've got the support, you run them in blocks of six, suddenly they're clash four rolling buckets of dice with your, with, with Flurry because you've, you're blessed, you've given them uh, re-roll attacks, and now they're doing buckets of wounds. They, they are the ultimate Swiss army um, ginormous scary lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot get enough of Valkyries because <laughs> I know Nords have so many choices now. They've got, you know, infantry, you've got Huskars, you've got Raiders, you've got um, Trolls, you've, and you want to spread further, you've got Uga. But these guys add such, such a valid option. I think probably a premium option compared yeah. to everything that's come before. I think the hardest question is going to be is like, where do you stop buying Valkyries? I think once you've had enough to make an army of ladies, <laughs> then you probably need to slow down the plus button. I wouldn't stop the plus button. 
I just like slow it down a little. A slight pause. <laughs> a slight. When you legitimately run um, two Volvers, eight Valkyries, and then maybe oh man no no sorry maybe maybe one one Volver, four good size Valkyries, and then. Sp- Split something else to have maybe a Yotnar and a Bow Chosen and, and a couple other bits. Yeah, for sure. And then that, that is a terrifying army. Like that, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would really agree good. with that logic. I think there's, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a going to be a very, I think you'll see the build a lot because the models look great and then mm-hmm. it just gives you a completely different way to run the Nords again. And like, d- bear in mind as well is like, so the the that sh- rune of shielding from the Volva gives the Volva the Bastion Drawer event, and then if yes. the Valkyries take wounds, the Valkyries get Fury. So you can actually get Bastion and Fury on the regiment because the origin of the Drawer event's different. And then when you're half half health of the regiment your flurry kicks in from Blood of the Unheria, and then you have Blessed, you can just save for your defense rolls. So they're a Swiss army knife of re-rolls. <laughs> they are, yeah, they, they, at that point, they're, yeah, they're feeling gross. And that, look, that's not even mentioning, we didn't even mention the Volva and Fruit of the, Fruit of the Golden, Golden Tree, Tree. Yeah. which is the obvious combination for these uh, these these murder lads or murder lasses, I should say, <laughs> um, being the it's essentially the equivalent of the water. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's Ninhua's tier. It's um, it's yeah, heal heal two for every success. Um, and being being devout, they you know they automatically convert one. Um, you can pretty sure can you smash Evolver into tier three? Uh, no, you can't. No, I was going to say I think she's restricted. Yeah. But you still bring it back maybe six a turn. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like uh, even, even, on, even on a bad roll, you, you bring two chicks back. And so it's like, yeah, you, you're probably realistically bringing a whole stand back every turn. Um, bare that, minimum. Bare minimum. Um, but yeah. They're, they're, all re with a stand or two coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that's It's, good. It, it's oh. great. But mate, that's that's the um, that's the Nords, and that's October. Uh, now, I, it doesn't have a conf- like a hundred percent confirmed date, but I'm gonna hazard a guess and say it'll be a sort of October, November. You're looking at finally seeing the Order of the Crimson Tower and the Priory Commander for the Hundred Kingdoms. Um, now we've done a full breakdown on the Priory Commander. Um, basically, just a super cool dude you can kit out however you feel fit, depending on the order of your your taste. Uh, but the Crimson Tower, mate, give us a run-through on them because I know everybody that plays Hundred Kingdoms has been waiting on these dudes to rock up. These big, bad horsey boys. Mate, big, they're big. And, boys. and they, they do indeed, I can confirm, ride horses. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, this is the cutting-edge stuff you get here at, at Garage Gaming. Yeah, they're not just um, cavalry in name. <laughs> Now, the, the Order of the Crimson Tower, mate, these guys, I, I think the excitement for me and I'm sure the worldwide community at large isn't just for the Order of the Crimson Tower. I think it's more for the drop of the Orders in general. The Orders in and of themselves as their own unit have this cult following. 
Mm-hmm. People love them, and they've been waiting for this moment for two years. <laughs> as soon as the army builder got let out, people looked at them and said, I want that one. Um, and then we said, well, we can't have that one. And I said, oh, but I really want it. And now it's coming. And everyone sit down and buckle your belts up because, goodness me, this Order of Crimson Tower are going to just rock your show. Yep. So they are 180 points, so they are not cheap ponies, but... Goodness me, wouldn't they want to be any cheaper? Uh, <laughs> you've got a move of eight. Pretty standard ponies. You've got a volley of one, clash of three base, four attacks each, four wounds each, four resolve each. They like their fours, this unit. They really do. Uh, defense of three, but it's four from the front, so there we are. Um, and then evasion of zero. We've got, here's the flavor text. We've got the brutal impact two. Which is, which is where the money is. We've got the shield, so given that defense fall from the front innately, baked in. And we have unstoppable charge. Yep. For all of those sweet, sweet impact dice. Which is just exactly what the doctor ordered mm-hmm. for a cav that will just bring their lances to bear and run the battlefield red with the tears of their enemy. It will, it will be it will be disgusting. These guys are amazing. So basically what you will see, you will see entire armies, or not entire armies, but you'll see half an army of these bloody horses yep. uh, just tearing across, and you'll go, oh, okay, hold on. I'll just, like, screen this, and I'll stop them. No, you won't. You won't stop them. They'll kill you. Um, and you'll probably giggle at it because it'll be awesome anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, look, they, the, the, the other major thing to note on these guys, <clears throat> they are mainstay for the Priory Commander on Horse, the Priory Commander for the Order of the Crimson Tower. So what that means is that suddenly, for the first time, you have an all-cavalry army mm-hmm. well you already have an army option if you ran the noble lord cavalry um with some mounted mounted squires yeah. so mounted squires be made um, there's a um there's a mastery for the hundred kingdoms called the knightly entourage which lets you turn yeah. uh two regiments of um mounted squires into uh mainstay there we go that's what i was looking for yeah. thank you thank you of course i thought i thought so anyway so you could technically <laughs> do an all-mounted army but it wasn't a very good one uh suddenly now it, it is actually a, a really good one um so yeah the the horse are heavies which is their only downside but of course you could not have that kind of of impact power in a medium that would be um too good <laughs> so unstoppable charge for those who aren't playing at home unstoppable charge means you don't have your impact dice so basically you, if it says on the tin, you do 12 attacks. As you charge, you do 12 impact hits, which hitting on threes natively uh, is going to do, with no buffs, no anything, no nothing, it's going to be doing, what, 13, so six and a half hits at Brutal Impact 2. Uh, you won't get so, the leader. You won't get the leader attack because that's only for Clash, but um, other than that, yeah, that's that works out. There you go. It's, it's Impact 2. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, that's not before you, you, you swing. I mean, these guys, the, the, the one negative for these guys is they're actually not doing that much damage when they hit. Pretty similar to Heavy Cav, you know, when they 
when they hit, they're, they're going to hit on fours. They're doing 13 attacks. So they're not doing nothing. Mm. But if you're not charging with Crimson Tower, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That, and that's what it, it wholly comes down to. Can you charge with these things? And that's yeah. that's where it's all going to stick. <laughs> and, and what I really want to do, I really want to do a bit of a, a, a think tank about any sort of Noble Lord Cavalry crossover mm. and some kind of like ways that the Noble Lord on Cav could then be run with these guys to make them any better. Yep. I don't know yet. I haven't sat down with a coffee and maybe that's that maybe that's tomorrow morning's job. Maybe that's <laughs> that's that's morning. Come up with um, come up with crazy stuff. Map that out. But no, look, these guys are amazing. They they will bring a new a new dawn new era to the 100 Kingdoms play um, and you will see so many of these boys yep. you'll see them all like just just get used these, these guys have got to be the new men at arms <laughs> yeah yeah no, it's the the fact that they're mainstay under the priory commander is that, that that's the thing is like you can just go priory commander four regiments of crimson tower priory commander four regiments of crimson tower Priory Commander, four regiments, Crimson Tower. Uh, you can just literally keep copy-pasting it and run out of points that way. Um, and you can just run this massive arm. I mean, you won't have anything on the board until like, well, I'm sure you're guaranteed at least one heavy roll on turn three. Um, but the like, that's that's basically what you're relying on. Uh, and realistically, uh, like saying it that way, you would you would 100% Dynastic Alliance in an Imperial Officer for plus one reinforcement. Oh, there's, there's absolutely no way you wouldn't. I think this, this <laughs> army was made to Dynastic Alliance in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that the Priori Commander as their first blessing supremacy, uh, which basically gives all of the Priori Commander's war bands blessed for the round. Yep. So essentially, you know, most turns... And look, it, it will come down to how well you roll those reinforcements. If you only get really staggered rolls, only get like one a turn, then you might use that to its full advantage. But if you, especially if you're running it with the Imperial Officer, having him, having them coming in on fours, sorry, on threes and under turn three, that's pretty reliable. If you're rolling mm. four or five dice, you're getting two or three in. Yeah. Which means you're using the Supremacy pretty reliably to get sort of good coverage and re-rolling hits or re-rolling defense that would be like that's just so good <laughs> on these yeah already amazing. that's exactly it is like and yeah having having blessed as a thing up your sleeve for a round is amazing even if you just do it for one key regiment so you just have it for one key thing it's not wasted at all because if you can just you know, you could almost use these crimson towers as bait for their own their own brethren you can mm. charge one in do the impact, people will swarm it so it doesn't charge you, and then you counter charge with another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, double horse, double horse pincer, and then you know suddenly they're freed up, and both of them just charge you in the back, and and you know that's just take your toys off the call, table. Call it a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you'll need to drink your tears away. No, no, these guys will be will so good. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. What I really want to understand is how they compare. Uh, impact-wise to household knights under the noble lord's uh, speed of horse supremacy. Because yep. we've seen 
certainly locally, if not, I'm, I'm sure people have seen it internationally as well, how good the blocks of household knights are under supremacy. They become absolute murder machines and they, they basically become one of the best hammers in the game. Yeah, 100%. Agree. So it'll be really interesting to see the dynamic between the two camps. Do you stay with that? Because that's tried, tested and true. You get the benefit of mediums as opposed to heavies. What do you do? Or do you flip to the new cheese and go Order of the Crimson Tower? You get a bit more reliable charge damage. Um, it's new. They're pretty models. It's, it's got to be amazing. I, I mean, how disgusting would it be to run a combination of the two? Yeah. I think you see that in a little bit. Plus, that's the thing is like you can you can quite easily dynastic alliance a noble lord cavalry and a prior commander of the crimson tower and just run household knights mounted squires and um crimson tower and i honestly think i really want to see that list on the board because it gives you a bit of everything mounted squires are your light presence household knights are your medium presence and uh crimson tower your heavy presence sorted um, you know, you get the best of all worlds mixed in with, you know, your household knights are the, the consistent damage, the um, crimson tower, your late game impact damage and your mounted squires, your harassment pieces early game. Um, so yeah, you can, you can do some really, and that's, that's the, the joy of hundred kingdoms. You can do just about anything you want. You just got to think about it. Just keep talking, Reese. I'm halfway through making this list. <laughs> I love all, I'm almost done. Um, and then I will tell you how delicious it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's a, and the thing as well is like when you combine the, the like when you use dynastic alliances, hundred kingdoms can do some crazy stuff. Because even if you just went prior commander, you could then run a chapter mage, and so you could chapter mage in, and you could run a heal mage, or you could run like a a fire mage for some offensive spells or an air mage with some ranged support and you could just run your crimson tower as melee uh impact from there so yeah you've it, the again it, it just comes down to the versatility which is one of the things the hundred kingdoms can do really really well i double clicked hard and i had to restart oh uh, mate i i can't stall any longer monty just get run us through run us through your ideas run us through your ideas come on we'll we'll build it together Give me a tiny bit of time. Um, okay, mate. Look, let, let's actually let's let's run run it through a live run. So, right, we start with an order of the Crimson Tower, um, Priory Commander, mm -hmm. 125 points. Now we are running Dynastic Alliances, of course. We to the Humble Horse Lord, we add four regiments of Order of the Crimson Tower because mm -hmm. they are mainstay for some reason. Because um, <laughs> of course they are. Uh, now, when you add them without pressing the plus too fast, you reach a very, very reasonable 895 points for the boss horse plus three minimum, oh, sorry, plus four minimum regiments of crunchy horse. Nice. We then move across. Now, we will come back to that. We move across to the Noble Lord Cav, uh, the slightly less fancy boss horse. Now, of course... We're giving the Noble Lord Cav the Arms Master because just it should be baked into his cost. Um, <laughs> um, Selectors Warlords. Yes, okay, so we've got Speed of Horse. Marvellous. Now, to this, we are adding one Mercenary Crossbowman because if you know me, you never leave home without at least one. We're adding one Minimum Men at Arms because you need to, you know, do some objective stuff. And then we add two Regiments of... 
slightly less illustrious yet also devastating household knights. Mm-hmm. Now, we these, and we buff them to six each, don't we? Because why not? Okay. Leader. I think I've done this right. Tawny champ. Oh, yeah, boy. Here we go. Let me just upgrade the last one. Don't fail me now. <laughs> I've got a live audience. Come on, man. Pressure is on. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have 1,910 points. So we are laughing. We have upgrade potential. We've got the second warband being the Noble Lord Cav without any bells and whistles, 115 points with the Arms Master giving Cleave 2. Mm-hmm. We have a minimum mercenary crossbowman, 105, a minimum men-at-arms, 105, and then we have two fully coated out household knight regiments, six stands with the Tawny Champion and the Banner Bearer coming in at 345 each. Beautiful. To combine with all of your heavy chunky horse, now, I'm just having a look at upgrades because we've got 90 points. We don't have any room to get additional regiments in. So what your choices are, you can add a Lorian Lance for 10 points to the Noble Lord on Cav because that is the best 10 points you'll spend on him. It is a <laughs> damage increase. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're just going to increase the men-at-arms. We're going to give them... Have you, um, have you looked at the wedge mastery for um, the uh, calf lord? I have. Now, the wedge mastery is 30 points. It is very good. It probably would lend itself to having one regiment of Crimson Tower that is slightly larger mm-hmm. to fully take advantage. And I have written a list before with one of these being five horse big mm-hmm. with a pro commander on horse with the wedge, and I think that's brutal. But in this particular one, I wanted to free up a bit of points just so I could have all of my toys and cake. Yep, makes sense, uh, makes sense. Here we are. Okay, 2,000 points on the nose. Four, reg- four minimum Crimson Tower. We have minimum Mercenary Crossbowman. We have five Men-at-Arms with a Banner Bearer, of course. We didn't have enough for Seasoned Veteran, but we have five Regiments with a Banner Bearer, and we have two Household Knights fully kitted out, six stands each. That's gross. That's great. I love that. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Copy, copy, print, send. Um, I'm sorry, everyone, if you end up writing just, that. Just ship uh, it out, mate. Sounds good to me. <laughs> God. I mean, two regiments of a house on knights running amok with the with the Noble Lord Cav is disgusting. They are so good. And then you've got to, like, coming up against... I, don't, I honestly don't know what I would do against this list. I, I've got no idea. Because you cannot... You cannot screen six sources of charge. No. You're going you're to get hit somewhere. Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. Interesting. The only thing it doesn't have is a significant number of bodies for objectives, but you have 10 total activations. You can out-activate some. You have blocks. The men-at-arms are blocks. So, no, sorry, the, the house on knights are blocks. So 
you can essentially, you might even sacrifice one. You just get one good charge off and then say, brilliant, these guys will just tie up the middle for a while. Yeah, oh, that's great. I love that, man. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> there we go. We can be, you know, creative under pressure here at the VGG podcast. Yep, here in the uh, VGG HQ. Right. Um, is there anything else? Nothing anything else I, I, I think th- th- that's that's it at the moment. Um, there is an alternative sculpt, uh, noble lord coming out as well. It's technically a noble lady. Uh, it is a uh, a female variation sculpt for the uh, the noble lord. It actually looks really freaking cool. And there's also a new sculpt for the high clone executor that's coming out in plastic as well. Uh, and the the noble lord alt that I just mentioned is also plastic. So, um, but that's that's it at the moment, and then we'll probably hear what the next stuff is uh, towards the end of the year, uh, just in time for the end of the year holidays, you know, Christmas and all that jazz, uh, and then we'll probably yeah. see maybe some stuff that's coming out early 2023, um, including maybe some very early looks at the city states at some point there as well, because they are releasing early next year as well. Uh, but mate, Dang. yeah, that's 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 it. That's great. I mean, that's enough. That's that's a lot. Um, Sound, it sounds beautiful to me, mate. We've uh, we've we've definitely uh, come back firing on all cylinders, apart from that bumble right at the start. So I'm uh, glad that everybody's forgotten about that for now, and we'll go back on with our normal lives. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, look, always a pleasure, mate. Thanks for um, mate. It's been a blast. Thanks, and and thanks everyone around the world for listening. You're an absolute treat and treasure, and um, and we we love doing this show. So. Yeah, look, um, keep gaming and, and have the best of times. That's it. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as a final note as well, don't forget we have our affiliate code on the eShop, which is VGG10. We get you 10% off the first order you use that for. Uh, Monty, thanks as always. Guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.